coming up on today's episode of the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. So they were the first Kava bar. I was with them for about six, years. The first Kava bar in Florida? First First Kava bar in North America. Wow. When you tell your story on the website, you did say that when you first tried Kava, you didn't like it. No, no. But then after after a while, you did. So I think it's pretty cool that you admit that, though, because... Go over there and do it pretty much on your own. Mm-hmm. So this um, was 2009? In 2009. Mm-hmm. So uh, I opened, uh, helped open Bula Cafe. Mm-hmm. And Jeff, you worked there as well, correct? You were there? Matt can add Bula Cafe, and right. I worked there briefly, and um, then Gratz was opening, so then right. I was got a job there. Nice. And what, a little bit more than a job. A job, yes. <laughs> yeah. Part owner, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I have a job at St. Pete Foodies, too. Yeah. <laughs> Coming to you from St. Petersburg, Florida, you're listening to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast, the show that's the authority on where to eat in St. Pete. Here are your hosts, Kevin Godby and Lori Brown. Hi, I'm Kevin Godby. And I'm Lori Brown. Thank you for tuning in today. Welcome to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast, the podcast that's it when it comes to restaurants and food information in St. Pete. And be sure to check out our website, stpetersburgfoodies.com. There you'll find great information, including restaurant reviews, the largest St. Pete happy hour list ever created and kept updated, and information on the newest restaurants in town. We are locals that live in downtown St. Pete, and we've been eating our way through this town for years, so you don't have to, but you should. We have a new episode every Tuesday. Just hit the subscribe button and you'll get notified when an episode is ready for download. And then you can listen to them anytime you want, like on your morning jog or commute to work. On today's show, our featured guests are Ken Hoyampa and Jeff Connolly from Grassroots Kava House. Before opening Grassroots, Ken was actually part of the very first Kava bar in North America, and he traveled to Vanuatu, where Kava originated. Our musical guest today is Dave Hamar from Any and Every. And we start the show off with Margaret the Fishmonger's awesome recipe for brandy-infused Florida cracker crab and clam chowder. We have have a a great great show, show, so so stick stick around. How many times have you heard a restaurant say that they have healthy food that actually tastes great? I've heard it a lot. But unfortunately, it's usually one or the other and not both until the brass bowl came around. Right. Their food actually is healthy and tastes so darn delicious. So good. They use organic ingredients and responsibly sourced seafood. Brass Bowl offers gluten-free, vegan, and carnivorous options. There truly is something for everyone. You will find imaginative flatbreads, bowls, and tasty delicious small plates with options like fresh roasted seasonal veggies, 24-hour sous vide hanger steak, house-smoked salmon, and free-range chicken breast. And up front, they have a cold-pressed juice station and separate menu with juice bowls and elixir shots. It's like two open kitchens in one. Brass Bowl Kitchen and Juicery is really on the cutting edge of the fast, casual culture that is enjoying so much fame these days. Go get bowled over by Brass Bowl. Brass Bowl Kitchen and Juicery is located at 656 Central Avenue in downtown St. Pete and you can check them out on the web at BrassBowlKitchen.com. Have you been to Pacific Counter? It is one of the newest fast casual concepts located on one of the fastest growing blocks in St. Pete, the 600 block of Central Avenue. 
They offer build-your-own bowls, burritos, or salads with a variety of the freshest bases, toppings, and sauces to satisfy anyone's craving and put you in charge. There are actually 6,432,189 combinations possible. Overwhelmed by build-your-own? I know that I sometimes am. Well, you can also choose from their counter creations menu already picked for you. The first couple of times we ate there, that's exactly what I did. Then I decided to get adventurous. For bases, they offer sushi rice, brown rice, noodles, or greens. Sushi rice seems to be the norm, but I'm not a big rice person, so I finally tried the noodles, and to say I fell in love is an understatement. They are actually sweet potato noodles, I found out later, and I have no idea how they make them seem like rice noodles. I added fresh tuna and salmon, my choice of toppings and a sauce, which I didn't even need because the bowl was so good without it. I told Kevin I could eat this every day and I would probably lose weight and love it at the same time. If you haven't checked out Pacific Counter, I would highly recommend it. They are open for lunch and dinner, have a variety of unique alcoholic and non-alcoholic drink options, and they have the beloved Dole Whip. Find your fresh at Pacific Counter. Pacific Counter is located at 660 Central Avenue in downtown St. Pete. They are open 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Sunday through Thursday and 11 a.m. to midnight on Friday and Saturday. Please welcome to the St. Petersburg Foodies podcast, Margaret and Rachel Covello from Fishmonger Approved. Welcome, ladies. Welcome back. Thanks for having us again. So in addition to our monthly recipe from Abby that is sponsored by Rollin' Oats, we now also have a monthly seafood recipe from Margaret, which is sponsored by her online magazine, fishmongerapproved.com. So be sure to check that out. To hear Margaret's featured interview and her more detailed story, go back a few weeks to episode 57 that aired on October 1st. Briefly, Margaret was the owner of Maximo Seafood Shack, which many of you know and loved. She is a lifelong seafood expert, or in other words, a true fishmonger. And a fishmonger is not the person who like hogs up all the fish and doesn't give you any. <laughs> it sounds like it, but it's the other way around. Right. So uh, today we are also joined by Nestor. That would be Tropical Storm Nestor. And it was gray and gloomy and rainy out. And I'm like, perfect day for chatter. And you guys showed up and like the sun came out. <laughs> so I'll give you credit for that. And it's, per- it's, you know what? It doesn't have to be rainy and gloomy for this chatter. It's always oh, a perfect it's so day. good. Yeah. And... Everybody probably thinks I just say this, but seriously, it was the best chowder I ever had. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it was delicious. And there's all kinds of different chowders. So, Margaret, we tell us about the, officially, this is brandy-infused Florida cracker crab and clam chowder. Not just clam chowder, but crab and clam chowder. With the highest quality fresh ingredients and... That's correct. Yes. It's uh, made from Florida clams. Mm -hmm. Um, I try to source locally. There's a... uh, Clam farm down in Bradenton, Two Docks Shellfish, I don't know if you're familiar with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, uh, they deliver locally to a couple of uh, purveyors of um, seafood in the uh, area. But there's also um, Cedar Key, so if you can't find them, I'd suggest that you get your clams from Florida, Cedar Key or Two Docks. Mm-hmm. So we start with the star, who is the clam. And so fresh <laughs> clams, this recipe calls for 50 middle neck clams. Mm-hmm. You have the tops, middle, and then there's a little neck. So the middle is right in the middle of the road. Um, what you need to do is take the clams home and then soak them in some uh, salt water, mm-hmm. sea salt, and let them sit on the counter for about an hour to, to uh, purge. Um, then from there goes the recipe. And so, as Rachel would say, it's the, uh, the porn star uh, <laughs> chowder because you've got the brandy and the brie, which right. uh, <laughs> kind of adds to the twist on it. But um, what I did is I took a... Uh, 
a version of the Boston clam chowder, and I made it southern. So with that, I made a uh, white roux, mm-hmm. a little bit of a um, Cajun infusion that goes along with it, and some of your classic um, you know, celery, leek, carrot, uh, so forth. Um, heavy in the cream. This is not a diet soup. <laughs> Sorry, Kevin and Lori. <laughs> and, and back That's to the roux okay. again. So you know, it was worth of, breaking the <laughs> The twist on it also is that I add a, a claw. A, uh, uh, you could use blue crab, or right now we're going into a stone crab season. So, adding that would also, you know, entitle it the name. So, the Southern Florida cracker mm-hmm. clam chowder. Awesome. Nice. Are there crackers in there too? No cracker. Do not. <laughs> no, we added a uh, you know a nice um, slice of crusty bread to go along with it. You mm-hmm. know, a little parsley on the top just as a garnish, and then my homemade um, pepper hot sauce. So, question uh, for you. you. You put the clams in salt water for what does that do? You said it purges. What does that yes, do? Yes, clams, you know, they live in the sand. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, because of their habitat, and they suck up, you know, sediments and so forth. So what you need to do is purge them so that they spit the um, whatever they've got inside of them, you know. And, it and comes to, out in that brine. Yeah, and so when you, you let them sit and then you rinse them out, and you'll see after they sit for about an hour, you're not watching anything. It's almost like watching grass grow. But <laughs> amazingly, they do spit the sand out. And so you, you need to do that and rinse them well. And then. After um, you know this process, I've got that on the uh, on the recipe as well. The steaming process releases a little bit more sediment, so mm-hmm. I use the broth from the steaming. But at the be- at the bottom of the pot, carefully pour so that it doesn't contains yes, yes at the bottom. Mm-hmm. You don't want right. that in your soup. Right. And I just and I just learned that we had this moment yesterday, one of those like aha moments. Mm-hmm where clams are still alive. Like, I, for some reason in my mind, I'm thinking if the clams are closed up, they're already dead and we're cooking it from that point, mm-hmm. just like fish would be. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they're not. No, so when you eat like up. raw clams or raw oysters, you're actually eating like Rachel a living species. Says, what am no I idea. supposed to do? Because I was, I was away. I said, I need you to go ahead and soak these in salt water before I get home for at least an hour on the counter. And, and she called me back. She says, are they alive? I said, I hope so. Because they're dead. <laughs> <laughs> they're no good. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. So, do they open and close while they're in the salt water? You, do you see them no, doing that? No, you don't. Actually, it, sometimes you'll you know you keep them in uh, in the refrigerator, and mm-hmm. you know you don't want to keep them in a closed bag either because mm-hmm. it suffocates them. Right, right, right. So, if they're open a little bit, um, if you just tap it on the counter, sometimes they'll close on you. Or as soon as they they go into that bath of briny mm-hmm. salt water, they'll they'll close. And then you know, fortunately, what I got the other day for this uh, recipe, they're all alive. Um, after you're done with your steam, if there's any that don't open, you want to discard those. Okay. Because that means they were they were dead gotcha. before they got before they hit the water. You, sh- you should have seen me yesterday. She said, "Yeah, they're still alive, but if you tap them, they'll close." So I'm I'm on the phone with her, and with my other hand, I'm like tapping a clam, <laughs> trying to, try to kill it. it close. She's like, "Don't break it." <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. So you were talking about. Um, what makes this a Florida cracker soup? There's like a few, how many different, eight different types? I'd say types? that, you know, there's probably, probably more than seven. There's probably six or seven varieties of, of a clam chowder. You got your Manhattan, you got mm-hmm. your New England or Boston, you've got a Carolina. There is one um, in Florida that made, you know, Gainesville is famous for it and they use a dottle pepper. But this one in particular, I'd use no bacon. And um, what I decided to do was use something, you know, besides the local clam. Clams you can get, you know, mm-hmm. obviously in, in New England or in the Carolinas, but our local clams. And then um, the, the crab. The claw. Crab, right. Yeah. So yeah. we have, um, fortunately, we have an abundance of blue crab in this area. And then mm-hmm. now that we're going into stone crab season, you know, you can use that. It's a little bit more expensive, but right. you'd use a cooked um, 
claw. So that's what makes yours separate it's, and different from I, every That's exactly why I call it the Florida cracker because it's yeah. got those two special ingredients. Mm-hmm. And, and having come from Maryland myself, when I moved down here, we were sitting on the porch one day and she mentions the word, someone mentioned the word Florida cracker and I looked at her with my jaw dropped. I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, that kind of term would never fly up north. Like it sounds so offensive, <laughs> well, do you know where the, but I learned the term came a little bit from? more. Where? Okay. Well, so I do now, but go ahead. Back in the day, in that day is whenever we used to um, actually, Florida is famous for cattle, mm-hmm. and so the um, the sound of the um, ah. the cowboys in cracking their whips. Got it. In Florida is where the name cracker came mm-hmm. from. I had no mm-hmm. idea. Yes, and so, so that's actually if you're from Florida, you, you're proud to be called a cracker. Right. Right. Funny. If you're up north and you're called a cracker, it's a whole different thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. So one thing I wanted to say about uh, this particular soup, it's a brandy infused, but I find sometimes when I eat a soup that's sherry or brandy infused, that overtakes the flavors of the soup. This did not happen with the soup. It was wonderful. Just kind of highlighted it. It was great. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I add the brandy early on so that the actually alcohol will, will Burn evaporate. Off, right. uh, brandy tastes a little bit like rum to me, like a good quality rum, you mm-hmm. know. And so it's just you just want that hint of flavor yes. and size of sweetness and just a little bit of a different. You're like, what is that in there? It's something mm-hmm. entirely different. So. And, and if you put it all in the I'm soup, there's nothing left to drink. So she's moderate, <laughs> moderate in the soup, heavy in the glass. Right. Well, I thought it was great. Compliments. Yeah. Thank you very much. So buy extra brandy if you want to drink it too. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it was an excellent chowder. Check it out. You can find this recipe on stpetersburgfoodies.com. And you can find more recipes on fishmongerapproved.com. Margaret and Rachel, thank you so thank much. Thank you. Thank Thanks. you. We will be right back. Are you a Florida seafood fanatic? Then you'll want to visit fishmongerapproved.com. My name is Rachel, and my wife, Margaret Cavallo, is an expert fishmonger and the prior owner of the Maximo Seafood Shack in St. Petersburg, Florida. Margaret now brings her years of experience to a new online digital magazine, fishmongerapproved.com. Find out the secret ingredient to her famous fish bread, read restaurant reviews, and learn tips for filleting and sourcing fresh seafood. And make sure to follow her YouTube channel for fantastic adventures. What makes Margaret the expert? Just read her online testimonials. Chris writes, Margaret brings her years of experience and great love of seafood to us once again. Amy writes, God, we miss the Maximo Seafood Shack like crazy. Any advice you give, we will follow. If you are interested in featuring your restaurant, fish market, or retail store on fishmongerapproved.com, Call us at 813-618-FISH or email us at fishmongerapproved at gmail.com. Our guests on the St. Petersburg Foodies podcast today are from Grassroots Kava House. Please welcome Ken Hoyumpa and Jeff Connolly. Welcome, guys. Thank you. Thank you very yes, much. And did I still say your name wrong, Ken? No, perfect. Oh, okay. oh good. Oh, great. So we definitely are going to get into some really cool details on Grassroots Kava House. We already have a nice review that uh, Haley wrote on the website that people can check out on stpetersburgfoodies.com. Let's first get a little a quick background on you guys prior to Kava House. Grassroots. Grassroots Kava House. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had my kava yet. <laughs> So, Ken, where are you from? Uh, well, I'm originally from Detroit. Mm-hmm. I've been living in Florida for uh, about a quarter century now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was uh, actually living in uh, South Florida. That's where I got into uh, the kava industry at the very first kava bar. 
which is located in Boca Raton, Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, at that time, it was called the Knock Mall. And so they were the first Kava bar. I was with them for about six, the seven years. The first Kava bar in Florida? First, first Kava in- bar in North America. Wow. So wow. there was one Kava bar in the United States. It was in Hawaii. It was called Hawaii Noah. Um, Mm-hmm. But Hawaiians uh, have been drinking kava for thousands of years, gotcha. so kava wasn't yeah. new at all. So it's, it's very close area. to the source. So the first one in the contiguous United yes, States. exactly. <laughs> wow, that's really cool. And you are a web designer, and that's how you kind of got into it. That is how I got into it. <laughs> by, uh, by, by accident. Well, my uh, college friend who met a South Pacific Islander, they wanted to open up a kava bar, and I was like, well, I can build a website. There's a little bit more to it than that, but uh, they tried to get me, he tried to get me to drink kava, and I was like, eh, I don't know about that. But, <laughs> you know, when I finally relented, I was still like, hey, I probably won't ever drink that again, but, you know, I'm your friend. I'll help you, you know, open a business. I'll build a website for you. You let me know what I can do. And uh, so I ended up building the website after that. uh, You know, it was the end of the first tech boom. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was a casualty of the tech bust. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I lost a contract job, which ended up me being unemployed, looking for work. And I uh, volunteered to help him out when he was uh, right about at the very opening stages of his uh, bar. And uh, it turned into... uh, you know, a full-time uh, management job. We mm-hmm. built an online brand. So we did a lot of really fun stuff in the very, very nascent kava bar industry. Interesting. It was a lot of fun. When you tell your story on the website, you did say that when you first tried kava, you didn't like it. No, no. But then after, after a while, you did. So I think it's pretty cool that you admit that, though, because so I'll, I'll do a similar one. And I've never told anybody this, but most people know that know me know that I like to smoke cigars and pipes. And the first time I ever smoked a cigar, I woke up the next morning with this terrible taste in my mouth. And I was like, this is so disgusting. I'll never smoke another cigar again. <laughs> Good thing I didn't follow through on that. Because <laughs> that's my other business is related to that. <laughs> but yeah, it was kind of a similar thing for me. There's Foodies, and then my other business is Pipes Magazine right now. But that started with cigars. And it does very well. And I've been like making a living off that for over 10 years. That's so, awesome. But it's just funny. When I read that... Like, okay, he admitted it, now I have to admit it. Well, kava is not for the taste. Kava is really for the effects. Right. Um, you know, people say you get used to it and you get accustomed to it. And I say, well, you just know what, what's coming. Right, right, right. Um, right. So you're, you're mentally prepared for it. I still really don't like the taste of it, but I enjoy the effects right. a million times more than that. So do you, else. do you add anything to it to make it taste better for you? Or you just... Me personally, no. no. But okay. I have created uh, quite a few different uh, kava cocktails. Right, yes. We're going to get more into those. Yeah, so you, you just want to... In the pure form. I like it in the pure like form. I mean, I'll chase it. I'll chase it like, you know, people chase like tequila shots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Okay, so you started that in South Florida, and then how did that evolve into grassroots? Uh, well, I would say it's actually it's a 17-year-long journey from here to back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 2009, I was approached uh, by one of the partners uh, of Nakaba. And he was opening, he was planning on opening a place in St. Petersburg mm-hmm. and looking for uh, a manager, someone who actually will move there, live there, and run it. Um, and he would actually remain over on the East Coast. So I would be, you know, go over there and do it pretty much on your own. Mm-hmm. So this um, was 2009? In 2009. Mm-hmm. So uh, I opened, uh, helped open Bula Cafe. Mm-hmm. And Jeff, you worked there as well, correct? You were there? 
for a while? I moved here probably only 10 years ago uh-huh. from um, Boston. Right. So, and I met Ken at Bula Cafe, and right. I worked there briefly, and um, then Gratz was opening, so then right. I was got a job there. Nice. A little bit more than a job. My job, yes. <laughs> yeah, hard owner, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I have a job at St. Pete Foodies, too. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what brought you to St. Pete from Boston? Um, basically, at the time, I decided um, to... I was unemployed, so I, I've been working 15 years at my um, cardiology job, and um, with the market crashed, so I had the opportunity to move to Florida, and so I did. And my boss actually had a a condo down by um, the Don Cesar. So mm-hmm. he's like, oh, come check it out. So I did. And like, all right. So I came back like, well, I think I'm going to move here. So right. it just lucked out for me that the timing was everything and gave me the opportunity to actually fly down once a month to actually scout out places to live in um, the Tampa area. And St. Pete was pretty much what I was used to back in uh, in Cambridge, mm-hmm. Massachusetts. And so. and. Quite coincidentally, this is when I met Jeff, a little bit after you moved yes. here, he bought a house, and I was the listing agent. Yes. <laughs> and it was a short sale, because that was back in the days of short that's sales, and that's how we met, and then I became his realtor after that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I've known him for quite a while. And also, coincidentally, excluding Lori, the three of us, uh, Ken, Jeff, and myself, moved to St. Pete about 10 years ago, roughly. Same time. Yep, yeah. yep, yeah. 2009. Yeah, it was not a coordinated effort. No. <laughs> <laughs> so you're both at uh, Buda, and then what happened after that? Well, I've always had the dream of opening uh, my own place, mm-hmm. and at that time I was uh, the managing partner at uh, Bula Cafe, and you know, with a minority shareholder, you know, mm-hmm. it's like you know, I, I love what I do, and I, I love the business, and I and I really love them still, but I wanted to do something. It's more my style, someone who, you know, with people who have a, a similar vision uh, mm-hmm. and similar, uh, you know, business sense. And so that's, uh, you know, met uh, Ryan Kavanaugh. Well, th- these were all, you know, we're all friends. We're mm-hmm. all customers. Uh, Ryan Kavanaugh, uh, Sean Suits, uh, Jeffrey, obviously. Um, and, so, you know, I... We all decided, like, all right, well, you know, they believed in what I wanted to do, and they're like, all right, well, let's open our own. Let's start looking for a place. And so, you know, uh, I think we we formed in 2015, but we did not actually open until 2017. So mm-hmm. it was about a year and a half journey mm-hmm. from concept to uh, opening for grassroots. Nice. And when was it that you went to Vanuatu? I went to Vanuatu in uh, 2006. I spent about a month there, traveled to the Outer Island. Okay, so that was early on. In that your, was very early on. That was still in my days at uh, Nakava. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that is uh, kind of around where Fiji is, mm. somewhat yep. in the middle of nowhere in the Pacific Ocean. Yeah, you have to travel through Fiji, well, you know, past Fiji to get to Vanuatu, so mm-hmm. it's a little even farther out. Yeah, and that's the origins of Kava. Uh, Kava is believed to have originated in Vanuatu, but through trade, uh, it's traveled to Fiji, Tonga, Samoa, mm-hmm. even as far as Hawaii and those others. And when did it start becoming a thing in the U.S.? Well, it started. It, it became a thing in the late '90s, actually, as an herbal supplement. So pills okay. and extracts were very popular, but drink-wise, it's it's really only becoming a thing now. Um, you know, even though the industry is 17 years old, it's very big in Florida, but outside of Florida, 
it's few and far between at best. So it's really? still kind of in its infancy. Oh yeah, for sure. Okay. Does California have a? Go there's on? a few. Yes, yeah. there's uh, Seems California. Like that, that would probably. be the other state, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, surprisingly, uh, you know, it's it, North Carolina has I think almost as many capoeiras no as uh, California. Oh, right. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Very cool. So we're going to take a quick break, and then we we will come back and get into the details of Grassroots Kava House. We will be right back. Okay, Kevin, now it's time for you to answer the Fast Five Foodies questions. Are you ready? Yes. What's your favorite food? Everything on the menu at Salty Jays, especially the Toss Big Blue, which is basically a giant hamburger salad with a ton of blue cheese. The buffalo chicken salad is really awesome. And I love their tacos, especially the uh, Placido Bio tacos and the Sweet Thai taco. Also, if you like burgers, the Big Tex Burger is a nice big monster one. I just want to shove that whole thing in my face. And then the, the Big J's Loaded Sirloin Philly. You love that one. Yes, I do love that one. It's so good. And Mrs. Salty's favorite massive hot dog. It is huge. It's a freaking half pound and literally as big as your head. Yes. So what's your least favorite food? Anything that's not from Salty J's. Goofhead. What's your favorite restaurant in St. Pete? Uh, duh. Salt or pepper? Salt. EJ's. And can you cook? Yes, but I'm not cooking anymore. I just go to Salty J's now. <laughs> Salty J's is on 4th Street North in the 50s, specifically 5625 4th Street North. Let's get salty. I love soup, and I'm always in search of a great soup. Ramen is just so complex and delicious with layers of complex flavors in its broth. Booyah Ramen is one of my favorite places in downtown St. Pete, so much so that I recently included them on my top five Asian noodle soups list for their pork belly ramen. Now Booyah's success is not just about the ramen. It's a hip, upbeat environment meant for unwinding and socializing with housecrafted cocktails, a large selection of Japanese whiskey, and izakaya, too. Those are small plates of different types of appetizers that are delicious, as well as the ramen. The ambiance of the place, along with the friendliness of the owners and staff, really adds to the character and charm of Buya. And to add to its coolness, the owners are actually opening up four more stores, one in Miami, and three in Berlin of all places. Yes, Berlin, Germany. How cool is that? Booyah Ramen is located at 911 Central Avenue in downtown St. Pete and is open seven days a week at 11 a.m. Do ya, Booyah? One of our favorite places to go eat in St. Pete is Engine Number no. 9. They've been a staple in downtown St. Pete coming up on seven years and they are famous for their unique and tasty burger creations. As a matter of fact, they are on the St. Pete Foodies list of best burgers in St. Pete. They also made the best hot dogs list, the best chilies, and the best wings in St. Pete. Aside from the food, Engine Number no. 9 is a great sports bar with lots of TVs, beer, and wine, and you can even get a regular old cheeseburger too, so you can bring your non-adventurous eater friends. Check out Engine Number no. 9 at the corner of MLK and 1st Avenue North in downtown St. Pete. Their burgers can't be beat. We are back! We are back! We are back on the St. Petersburg Foodies podcast with our guests from Grassroots Kava House, Jeff Conley and Ken. Hoyampa, 
And we are missing one of the guys, uh, Sean Suits, also known as Gravy. And I just want to know where the mashed potatoes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I call his wife Biscuits. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) Yes, Biscuits and Gravy. Nice. (laughs) It's sausage, so. Oh, that's great. (laughs) But that's yeah, because I, I, was, I was reading Haley's article. Again, there is a nice write-up on stpetersburgfoodies.com on, on you guys, on Grassroots Coffee House. And she mentions gravy, that she met with him and he served her. But that's what she said. She didn't say all his real name is or whatever. So I didn't know, even know if it was a girl or a guy. Or, <laughs> yeah. But then and I started reading your website. I'm like, ah, oh, okay, okay, there it is. There that's, it is. That's <laughs> One thing I'm pretty sure about is that there's probably no Madison Avenue advertising agency that would recommend the tagline, it tastes like dirt. No. <laughs> no. But it kind of does. But there's, but like you said, you don't drink it for the, there's, nobody comes in going, oh man, I love dirt. Can I have some of that? But there's the reasons, there's different reasons. And you guys actually have different types of kava that have different types of effects. Is that correct? Yes. Is it like three different? Well, we have three different kinds. Um, there are actually uh, uh, quite a few different varieties. Kind of mm-hmm. like there are varieties of apples and oranges mm-hmm. or varieties of kava. Um, and not only are there varieties of kava, there's different parts of the roots. So, you know, like envision a root as uh, an upside-down tree. So the trunk of the tree and the branches of the tree. And mm-hmm. so those different parts have actually different chemical uh, compositions, mm-hmm. uh, which will more affect, you know, which kind of kava will relax your mind or mm-hmm. relax your body or do both. Mm-hmm. Why don't we start a little more generally? And because sure. I'm saying there's a lot of people out there that have no idea. And it's really for you. This is it's an education. You have to educate the public on mm-hmm. kava. Sure. And I also know there's certain interactions with alcohol and stuff like that, that I think a lot of people don't understand all of that. So maybe start there. Sure. Well, both of you, whatever, however you want to talk. <laughs> I, I, I've been giving the quote unquote uh, Kava speech for years. <laughs> so you got it down yeah, pat. <laughs> on the back of my eyes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Press play. Yeah. Uh, basically, you know, Kava is a traditional South Pacific beverage. Uh, it's made from the roots of a pepper plant and it's native throughout the South Pacific in places like Fiji, Tonga, Samoa, Vanuatu, Hawaii. Um, this is not only a uh, social drink, mm-hmm. um, but it's also a spiritual and ceremonial drink. So uh, recently, uh, the uh, King of Tonga was uh, inaugurated, uh, you know, and uh, with his, you know, ascent to the uh, the throne, uh, he was, you know, uh, there was a kava ceremony. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, uh, one of the former Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, Matt Masafilo, he's uh, has a Modernesian kava social over in Tampa, he's also the inventor of the Alibal, which is a uh, kava maker, mm-hmm. uh, the world's first oh, wow. kava maker. <laughs> wow. Um, and so he was present at that uh, inauguration. Mm-hmm. And so it's, you know, it's got a lot of different, uh, you know, social and ceremonial uh, uh, uses for it. Right. Um, but, you know, we're drinking it, you know, mainly because it's known to be helpful for anxiety, stress, depression, muscle relaxation, insomnia. And in the 90s, it was used, you know, as an extract, uh, as a pill for mm-hmm. those things. Mm-hmm. Um, in Europe, though, it's actually been used uh, medicinally for decades. Mm-hmm. Uh, originally, in the early 1900s, Germany started using it in medicinal purposes. And then later on, it actually became even uh extracted down to a prescription uh, mm-hmm. to help with anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of anxiety and depression going around. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Everywhere. Everywhere. In the world. <laughs> Please give me some kava now. Right, right. So, and what about the interactions with alcohol, stuff like that? How does that work? 
Well, basically, kava is a detoxifier, but it also will, you know, so it doesn't really interact very well with alcohol. You mm-hmm. know, kava has one effect, alcohol has a different effect, mm-hmm. and together they just don't mesh well. Will you get sick? If you you can get okay. sick. Mm-hmm. Um, well, sometimes, you know, sometimes it'll actually increase the effects of alcohol, mm-hmm. but so much so that, you know, one beer would, you know, be multiplied, you know, right. like a ton. So... Therefore, so it's best to wait like a certain period of time. Usually or? in the same day you want to stay away. Okay, got it. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, I just always heard that and Kevin likes his martinis and I yes. like my, my wine. <laughs> so not. that's one of the reasons we have never really tried it. But. Right. So you recommend like 24 hours? I mean, really it's just, you know, it just depends on I guess how much you drink. That's a different kind of podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Some people, you know, I mean, even it's actually some uh, cultural things in the South Pacific. They will mm-hmm. actually have a beer at the end of their kava session. I don't recommend that. Right, right, right. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's actually something in Fiji they do. They call it a washdown. They'll drink kava <laughs> all night, and then at the end of the night, they'll have a beer mm-hmm. to wash it all down. I'm like, ooh. Okay, then. I can't do that. In a way, my stomach would not be so very happy with that. So, And, and you guys... Uh, as we mentioned earlier, have different things that you can, if you don't, don't want to just do the pure kava and you mm-hmm. want to add a, a different flavor, there's a lot of possibilities. You have the uh, cacao, there's uh, ch- you know chocolate milk, there's house syrups like blueberry, strawberry, raspberry, peach. There, You could try almond milk, coconut milk, right? Yep. And you also have, you mentioned also kava cocktails. Yep. We've uh, developed a lot of different, uh, you know, cocktails to dress up kava to make it more palatable for you know americans right yes. right for us yes exactly <laughs> what, what are but, some of but you don't just offer kava no, no. no. there's, there's coffee teas uh you guys have your own line of sodas grassroots sodas kombucha lemonade and if you're hungry for a snack the Glenn family bakery supplies you guys with uh items including cbd and gluten-free stuff Yes, that's correct. You have CBD brownies, right? Yes, you told me do. that. Yeah. yeah. They yeah, come they, in on Saturdays? Yeah. Uh, they come on deliveries Tuesdays Tuesday. and Fridays. Mm-hmm. And they go fast. I bet they do. Yeah. yeah, and the place is super cool. What what was that before it was grassroots? Ooh, well, it was, for the most part, uh, vacant for years. Okay. Years and years. I guess think. I think someone was living upstairs for a little while. <laughs> right, right. There's all these upstairs places people yeah. live that nobody knows about. <laughs> right. <laughs> but when they uh, started uh, tearing it down and, you know, they took off some of the facade, actually, uh, the original signage was uh, a plumbing and electrical place. Oh, oh okay. wow. Yeah. Interesting. I, was, I, I can't imagine how long ago that was. But, right. Uh, but yeah, if, if, if you're on Central Ave, go down to the 900 block, which is really blossomed. There's so many cool things going on there. You can't miss you guys. Two stories. Nice balcony upstairs. Mm-hmm. Inside is just really cool designs, vintage items. Relaxing and a serene environment. Mm-hmm. Definitely. You've created that. Now, Grassroots is not franchise. Are you franchising it? Are you looking to do anything more like that? Or? We're looking to expand in yeah. Tampa. Okay. And, uh, we or, have, so, right. We, we have so secured a place. Way. Not franchise, but... but not franchise. Right. No. Open your own other stores. Exactly. Got it. Cool. So what stage is that in right now? <laughs> exploratory? <laughs> no, it's more than exploratory. We have we have signed a lease. Uh, oh, we're good. waiting Congratulations. on uh, development and construction and 
it's been a, a long it's process always a of long process. Yes. <laughs> so yeah and, and as we were saying before it's really in its infancy the market in general for kava right. so you guys are really in on the ground floor and it's got pretty much nowhere to go but up yes so i'm mm-hmm. i'm now intrigued can you give us some idea of the like area that you're putting it in tampa sure the place I would guess would the, it would do the best would be Seminole Heights. Yeah, that's where we are. <laughs> Seminole Heights. I was there right. <laughs> Good guess. Thanks. Well, that's kind of the area that where, yeah. To me, it's like a little safe. It is. That's, it is. Yeah. That's what I always say, too. You guys have some events also. Yes. Yes. Beyond, beyond, you know, the standard, we have a Halloween party, things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, every month, the first Saturday of the month, we uh, host dog yoga mm-hmm. with our uh, partner, Pup Active, and Pup Active uh, partners with uh, the SPCA, and they bring in uh, adoptable dogs. Sometimes they're adoptable puppies, and uh, so they do yoga. So it's not like goat yoga. The dogs will no. stand on your back. No. Uh, well, <laughs> they'll look the, you, but that's the about dogs it. may run <laughs> around and they may actually, you know. So the dogs aren't doing yoga. The people, people are the doing, people are doing I yoga. Was imagining the dogs. I'm like, can we bring Lola? I mean, there, there's. I'm sure there's a bunch of uh, downward dogs in there. <laughs> Actual Good dogs button. doing downward yeah. dogs. <laughs> right. So. But seriously, though, they bring the dogs that you can potentially adopt right there on the spot? Yeah. That's really cool. I think there's been close to a dozen different dogs that have been adopted out of that uh, program. So Pup Active and the SPCA, they're doing a great job. They're they're wonderful. That's fabulous. That's awesome that you guys do that. Yeah. I love I mean, that. We're, we're, we're happy just to, you know, be a space to, you know, to, to have it. We're, we're really uh, lucky and proud to, to host those awesome people. Now, outside of that, are you guys, so does that mean you guys are a dog-friendly space? Very okay. dog-friendly. Yes. So dogs yeah. can come in, they can go upstairs and all that? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's awesome. And right. what other events? I think you mentioned a couple others. Uh, well, I mean, we have our... our our Halloween party. Right, okay. Um, that's normal, you know. Mm-hmm. Coming up normal. shortly? Mm-hmm. Yes. Pretty soon. Pretty yes. soon. So get your costumes on. Yeah, there you go. Awesome. So Grassroots Kava House on the 900 block of Central, specifically 957 Central Avenue. We can find you guys online on Facebook at Grassroots Kava. And then also the website is grassrootskavahouse.com. Kava, in case you don't know, is spelled with a K. So it's grassroots, K-A-V-A, house, grassrootskavahouse.com. Jeff and Ken, thank you so yes, much. Yes, thank you. Thank you guys for having us. Thank you. We will be right back. This is Chris Walker and you're listening to Welcome back to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. Our music segment, which showcases local artists, is brought to you by One Step Media and Kate Reuter. One Step Media provides management, marketing, and booking services to independent artists, and Kate herself is also a singer-songwriter. Our musical guest today is Dave Hamar. He is multi-talented, playing several instruments, and plays in several bands and tours nationally as a full-time musician. We will be featuring a song from Dave's band, Any and Every, titled Until It Breaks. It's a tribute to his stepdaughter and part of the fundraising for a new performing arts center in the Warehouse Arts District. Welcome to the show, Dave. Thank you. Yes, Glad to welcome. be here. So we have a few things to talk about, but as usual. We're going to start with the, today the Super Fast Five foodies question. Super questions. Fast Five. Yeah, yeah you ready? ready. <laughs> What's your favorite food? Uh, Indonesian. What's your least favorite food? 
bland anything. Salt or pepper? Salt. Can you cook? I cook two things very well. So, yes, but not a lot. <laughs> I have to know what two things you cook for. Uh, I cook a really awesome chicken taco, and I make the best guacamole I've ever had. Oh, nice. Can you describe the entire recipe really slow? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and what's your favorite restaurant in downtown St. Pete? Or in St. Pete? In St. Pete, Natalie's. Uh-huh, All right. Yeah. Natalia's. Yeah. Was that fast enough for you? Kevin? That was perfect. Okay. Yeah. Natalie's has a lot of fans. It's so very good. cool. No, Kevin said we have a lot to talk about today, so I had we to do. do those super fast. Okay. So it's Dave Hamar. Hamar, yep. And you, you said there's a longer version. The My full last name, and I'm sorry to the French speakers out there that this is probably a butcher, but it's Hamar de la Bretonie. Cool. Something I like, like it. that. It, it sounds very, French. It's not very French to me. We have, yeah, a pretty, yeah. we have a very big French listener base, by the way. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've had every prominent French guy in the restaurant business on this we show. Ha- we have, seriously. Oh, we wow. call them the French Mafia in St. Pete. Sorry, fellas. <laughs> and the band has a fun name, too, and... Um, when I read it before, I said Onion Devery, mm-hmm. and you it's were really telling me. any and ever, right? Any, any and every, and yeah. any yeah. and every. Wow, I even did it wrong. That's okay. And that came about. So my my friends and I in this band are the top call musicians in the area for whatever instrument we happen to play. Like I play drums, you know, guitars, keys, and bass. Um, and so if there's you know, a band, like a wedding band that needs a bass player for this gig, they'll call out of this list of bass players. And mm-hmm. uh, the guys in this group are all top of those lists. Um, I'm not on any of those lists. <laughs> I, can play, I play guitar, bass, keyboards, and a little bit of drums, but I'm so out of practice, like I'm not on any list. Maybe you're on the list, just, you know, you haven't gotten called yet. Maybe there's like <laughs> one guy above you. <laughs> you're on the middle age list, honey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but we, we've been playing other people's music for years and years, and we were like, well, you know, we write tunes. What if we just kind of did our own thing and the idea is you know it's open to anything and everything hence mm-hmm. any and every cool mm-hmm. so it's it's any and every just spelled not even spelled differently just spaced out differently it's two words instead right. of three right right it's a n y a n new word d e v e r y yeah there's the every in there i see that any and every hmm. you guys are tricky yeah <laughs> so you you actually music wise you do you get involved with a lot of different projects mm mm-hmm. So different bands. You've also toured nationally with uh, Mandy Harvey. Mm -hmm. And you are an educator and a professional in the performing arts industry, along with your wife, Heather. Mm -hmm. And the two of you are doing a project. The Mar Theater will be in the Warehouse Arts District to support collaboration and performance in the arts. Tell us about the project. Right now it's in the Warehouse Arts District. You know, like... What we where we started was there's this old theater basically underneath 275 on Central. I know it's that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's so cool. Have you been inside? I haven't. No, but no we one. need to go. Yeah. So when, when should we go? Uh, you you have to call the owner or the real estate agent to go and check oh, it out. Oh, I see. Okay. It's it's beautiful, but at some point it was a restaurant. I think a sports bar. Mm-hmm. And what they did is put the kitchen on the stage. Oh no! And then put a wall in front of that, and then a prep kitchen in front of that, and then in the band uh the pit they made it into a bar and then above that they put in a second floor that's actually inside the proscenium so now you go in there and it's like oh this is really cool and then you look at the stage and you're like wait what what happened to the stage how is anyone going to use this mm-hmm. um so we tried to get that and it's it was like four million dollars and oh, we don't have that kind of money so oh, okay wow. so that's so that's not the location no that was that's where it started and then we started looking around at buildings and as we're uh, as we were trying to work out with other buildings we were also you know pinpointing on what our 
mission statement was for the Mar Theater. It's in line with the Warehouse Arts District, mm-hmm. and they have an open warehouse that we're written the first draft of the lease is out so which mm-hmm. is really cool and i think i popped the table awesome. i'm sorry that's okay it's okay <laughs> so yeah it, hopefully it's right on the corner of uh fifth avenue south and 22nd street oh nice awesome. like where the pinellas trail runs through right and you've you've raised some funds you're still raising funds yes mm-hmm. we were looking at a two hundred twenty-five thousand dollar loan and we needed 10 percent of that for a down payment mm-hmm. um and we've raised about a little over fifteen thousand dollars so mm-hmm. we have like six grand or so to, to so, go wow that's great yeah. Anybody that's interested, uh, what should they do? We had an Indiegogo, but that ended. Um, but we just we've just been showing, uh, telling everybody our our cash tag and our Venmo. Mm-hmm. So Cash App is you know the little cash sign, and then it says mm-hmm. the Mar Theater. And same with Venmo, it's at the, the Mar Theater. So if right. you're interested, in donating, Mar spelled M A R M A R. Okay, yep. which is two meetings. One, it's the last half of my last name, Mar, oh, right. Mar, and then it also means ocean in Spanish. So oh, nice. It's okay. Cool. We have a song that we're going to play, but first, Kate Reuter, mm-hmm. who helps us with 99.9% of our musician bookings for the show. Right. She's awesome. Sends, she she is. is so awesome. She sends the email saying, Dave is a professional drummer, blah, 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 blah. So I always like to listen to the song and try to figure it out. So then I email back going, so would Heather be the person that I ask uh, to far- try to confirm the key signature and the chords? And Dave's like, no, that would be me. And I'm thinking, but you're a drummer. that's the story of my life Mm -hmm. so it's like it's like worse than being the bass player oh that's terrible i'm just i'm just kidding actually in 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 one of my best bands ever the drummer got all the chicks or actually they were all interested in him but he was married yeah that's what happens what happens with me just kidding so you you are extremely musically educated and inclined play way more than the drums keyboards guitar you even have i'm holding in my hand right now because good good thing this is a visual program <laughs> uh, you wrote the music and it's like professionally printed sheet music not even written like by hand but like like sheet music you'd buy in a store yep with the key signature treble clef everything well and that's just the rhythm section so that's without lyrics or melodies written down it's just right. so you know the the rhythm section guys can just play chords. You'll have the other version if you're interested. I think I said that in the email. <laughs> you did. I, so you are, the, but normally, seriously, all kidding aside, typically the drummers, they know drums very yeah. well. And some of the best, most talented drummers out there don't typically know the other music stuff, like notes and melodies and chords and key signatures, but you do. Mm-hmm. We've had one other drummer on uh, from Oxford, Noland, Bucky Buckingham, who he plays, he actually plays drums and keyboards at the same time. So yeah, plays, that's yeah. Not really, and he's he's really good. He's yeah. a really so you, good drummer. You, maybe you guys can get together and jam. Yeah, I think we're friends on social media, and we've talked a few times. Okay, cool. So the song is titled "Until It Breaks." You wrote it. Your wife Heather sings it. Mm-hmm. Any and every is the band that we mentioned, and it's written and pro- produced for your daughter in support of this project. Yeah. Um, so I don't. I don't know. I. I like woke up one morning or something with this chorus in my head, it's fall until your heart breaks. Uh, basically saying like, whatever it is you want, whatever it is you, you, your heart really wants is your, what you're supposed to do is just keep going and keep mm-hmm. fighting for it. Keep going until your heart breaks. Cause that's, as we all know, who have had broken hearts, mm-hmm. it sucks. It does. But mm-hmm. when you, when you, you finally brush yourself off and stand up again, you're like, 
oh my God, I learned so much from that. And now I can, Mm. that propels you to the next thing, the next potential heartbreak. But, you know, like that being said, I was like, it's it's my stepdaughter. And I was like, what, what one piece of advice could I give this little girl or anybody really? um, Mm. But she happened to be the target in the situation. It's like, yeah, you know, you fall into your heartbreaks and then you pick up the pieces and move on. And you're probably going to be a better person afterwards. Mm -hmm. Um, And as a result, you know, we're trying to open this theater and it's been really hard. We started not knowing what we're doing. Now we know a little bit about right. what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I get that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And we, uh, you guys look like, oh yeah, we've been through it. Like That's, that's the we look have. I'm getting. Yeah. Um, my, my thoughts are like, well, I can't tell her to do that and not do it on, you know, on my end. Like mm-hmm. I have, Heather and I have our dream of doing this and, you know, trying to get our, what am I trying to say? I'm trying to make our stamp in the community and enrich the community as much as we can. We love St. Pete so much. We, how can we, you know, help step up the level? Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the way we're going to do it. Um, and we're going to go until our hearts break. And right. our hearts have broken quite a few times already. And it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Well, it's very commendable. Yes. Thank you. We're very excited about we're what we're doing. We're rooting for you. Oh, thank you. And, I appreciate that. Yeah. And where do we find you guys online? Anyandeveryband.com. Any and every on spotify any and every on facebook mm-hmm. and we will have the links to that on the blog post for this podcast cool. on st petersburg foodies.com dave thank you so much for yes joining. thank oh, you yeah i had a great time thank you yeah. for having me we look forward to the fruition of your project the mar theater here we are with any and every with the song until it breaks
until your heart breaks Let it shatter on the floor Into a million tiny razor-sharp
New items on stpetersburgfoodies.com include the uh, new recipe that we talked about earlier on this episode, the Florida Cracker Claw and Clam Chowder Recipe. We also have a review of Casual Clam, a review of Modern Brine, and we have an article on Shopapalooza. They are moving to Vinoy Park, and they are much larger than ever, and that is coming up at the end of November, so check that out as well. Next week on the podcast, we have Patrick Coleman from Papo's Taqueria. And that's a wrap for this episode of the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks to our guests, Margaret and Rachel Covello. Ken Hoyumpa. And Jeff Connolly. And thanks to our sponsors. Brass Bowl Kitchen and Juicery. Pacific Counter. Salty Jays. Booyah Ramen. And Engine, Engine Number Nine. nine. Our announcer is Candice Aviles from Meet the Chef and Channel 10 News. And our theme music is provided by the Chris Walker Band. We'd like to remind you to check out all the latest restaurant reviews, foodies news, top 10 lists, and updated happy hours on stpetersburgfoodies.com. Please give us a rating and review on whichever app you're using to listen to the show. And remember to share the show with your foodie friends. Until Until next time, time, may your food be hot and your bubbly cold. take a girl out, she can order whatever she wants. The more the better, all right? Just don't order a garden salad and then eat my food.